Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I am Chris. We thought we'd just bring you guys a bonus episode this week off our uh, regular bi- semi-weekly? Bi-weekly? Bi-weekly, semi-weekly. I think semi-weekly is more accurate, because bi-weekly would be like twice a week. So off of oh, our yeah. regular semi-weekly schedule, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in the R6 world this week, and also there's not a lot going on in the real world this week. So we, <laughs> we'd, <laughs> we'd uh, try to bring you guys some more content, and hopefully everybody's happy to see that. Yeah, we like content. Content. Con- content. Uh, if you want more content, follow us on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer. I'm Ryguy, W-R-Y-G-U-Y. I'm just low with three O's. Hey, we should mention, we are having a community play day tonight. Two actual night. Monday, March 6th. March 6th. April 6th. April 6th. Tonight, uh, starting at 7 p.m. Mountain Mountain Time. time. 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 Uh p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central Time. Central. I made all the conversions for you if you live in the U.S. If you don't live in the U.S., you can figure that out. It's whatever time your time. Yeah, whatever time you want. (laughs) Show up. (laughs) six pacific nine eastern we are going to play some siege on pc mm-hmm. uh just hop on the discord there is a play day uh channel in the discord that will like uh organize everything in um but what we're planning to do is playing siege we're just doing a shotguns only custom games mode so we'll do yeah. shotguns only we think we're gonna do hostage probably and then we'll we'll put together kind of the final rule set and post that in the discourse everybody can see it but i'm really excited i think it's gonna be a lot of fun oh it's gonna be way fun yeah just just imagine did we decide to only pump action shotguns or i think we we have to see if there's enough operators that that have a pump action shotgun to make that happen but i think that would be the most fun we're gonna test things out we're gonna test out like the health limits too we might do like maximum health or very limited health yeah it's like it's always one shot kill or it's like you have a chance if you get shot first to do something about it right but imagine like you could play montane technically you can't do anything but you have a shield yeah. so you can go in there or you can go in there and blitz's flash shield and have everyone behind you while you go and get the hostage yes it's gonna be fun yeah we'll be a blast. yeah so we'll we'll put together kind of the final rules we're gonna test it out make sure it's it's fun before we go do it i uh, mean if i thought about it it's fun. It's Ignore un- the child noises in the background. Yes. Yeah. Those won't be there Monday night. Eh, they might. They might. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be it's so be fun, fun, and I'm really excited for it. Yes. So be there. Okay. Also, before we dive into what's going to be a great episode, because we've got uh, mid-season patch notes, mm-hmm. we've got a TTS patch with several buffs and nerfs, um, and also some, like interesting just like communication stuff from from the team like clarifying how they're communicating with us going forward about patches and everything which was pretty interesting um we got all that coming up but before we get into that we should mention we are sponsored by ma energy uh you can support the podcast by going to drinkma.com slash r6 pod and get your free sample of Ma Energy when you sign up for a subscription they'll send you a free first month and you just pay shipping $6.99, Six ninety nine, I think, and uh, try it out. If you don't like it, cancel right away. Don't pay anything besides that initial shipping cost. If you do like it, stay subscribed. You'll get it shipped to you every month, and we'll get a little kickback. You help support the podcast, and you get some delicious uh, energy gaming energy drink. Yeah, I'm actually on Ma right now. You're on Ma. I am on Ma. You, you're using I, currently. I'm, I'm currently using. I just had a 
a water bottle amount, just one scoop of Ma about what? an hour ago. What flavor? Blue Buzz. Blue Buzz. I don't the... even. I don't even mess with the other stuff. Yeah, Blue Buzz is freaking delicious. It, it, it was really good. It was really good, and I'm. I feel I'm laser focused right now. Laser. Stress stress level reduced. <laughs> laser focused. I am laser focused. So this stuff is good. I don't feel tired. Laser. And you'll freaking. see. You'll see from the just base base getting some awe off the content of this episode and how amazing I am. Because if I'm good <laughs> and I make you happy, then obviously you want some awe. So if this turns out to be a good episode, then the obvious uh, next step is to go to drinkmaw.com slash r6pod and get yourself your own free sample. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. Okay. So let's get put some pressure on us. Just pressure on me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess I can do that. You just have to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that would help. Maybe you'd be extra bad so I look better. Okay. We can do that. Um, I mean, it's just normal. But So let's get into this. Uh, the, you know, as they do, they just kind of randomly dropped new balance changes on the TTS. And uh, I guess the test server now is not the TTS. But we call test server? No, I don't call it that anymore. They just call it the test server. Yeah. Anyway, they just dropped their updates on the test server. And it's up to us to go try them out and essentially have no difference on what actually comes live because i don't think we've ever actually seen anything change between test server and live besides like bug fixes yep i mean that's what it is right like they they act like it's like a like a test for for whether or not it's a good change but really it's just a test to make sure it doesn't break anything right which is why it should still be called the technical test server because i agree the only time they change something is when they took uh kaid's extra artillo away yeah. And it was always a bad thing until they increased the radius on his other artillery to be like twice that of what it was before. Right. So. Uh, yeah. And when they made a big deal about like not calling it the technical test server anymore and like because they wanted to use it to like test out gameplay changes was again, like that's not what you're actually using it for. And <laughs> I think it would be cool if you did. So uh, anyway, Buck, Kavera, Jaeger, Mozzie, Ying, and uh Kaid and goyo through a gun have all had pretty significant changes and then we also got a surprise change in the mid-season designers notes for uh, goyo. goyo as well so let's just go through each of these break them down and uh after that we'll go through the designers notes because there's interesting information there as well let's start okay Patch notes yeah buck i think we should keep in mind i i would be surprised I mean, I don't know what the conditions are in Montreal right now with coronavirus, but I assume that they're all working from home. Yeah, right. Which, which means there's probably somebody that goes to the office to like put the patch through, or you can you can do I guess it all remotely. Do it I'm sure, remotely. but I'm sure there's probably it's probably more difficult when you're not all together. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, obviously they're probably having Zoom meetings and stuff, but when you're in a room with a bunch of people working on a project, it's very different than like right. Yeah, of course. So I just wouldn't be surprised if there was like delays between patches or it took longer than normal or like. I was work. actually just really impressed that they were making such uh, big changes this week. You know, like th- this. Yeah. This seems like this past week has been at least in the U.S. where it's like really started to crack down. Like we've been working from home for a few weeks now and everything, but like now it's like. Lots of things are closing. They're starting to advise wearing masks outside. Like, it seems like this is the point where it's, like, really starting to crack down. So I'm surprised mm-hmm. that and impressed that they were able to, like, just churn this out. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that, that are, like, I've seen that are super mad about, like, the recent patch. And we'll talk about that and stuff. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> give them some time because they are all, like, away from each other trying, doing their best. So. Right. Yeah. Especially when, think, when there's, like, community, like, uproar. I don't want to say uproar, but, like, controversy, I guess. Yeah. Then, like, it's it's hard to, like 
for them to not be able to have a meeting and to like come together with a unified message of right. like what we're gonna say and everything. So yeah. anyway, just an interesting uh, side note, different oh, perspective. Yeah. Just give them a little bit of a break on that stuff. Okay. Um, okay. So Buck. Buck. Tell me about Buck. This is sad. Yeah. I, so I'll tell you what happened. Buck. More keys. More open doors. More opportunities. Less opportunities. Frag grenades <laughs> replaced with claymores. Less opportunities. Yeah. Increased skeleton key magazine capacity. Skeleton key magazine capacity increased to five plus one, and skeleton key max ammo count is now twenty five plus one. So it was four plus one before, right? Yeah. And do you know how much the max ammo count was before? I think it was twenty four plus one. Oh. Now that I'm thinking about that, it could have been like I want to say it was like, like 14, 20 or fifteen plus one. It was like, but I to be honest, with you, like I never sixteen plus one. Or I something. never ran out of buck. I did feel like keys. I would run out if I was like using it profusely. Like I did feel like I would run out a lot faster than I would have with just like uh, you know, like a like using another operator's gun. Yeah, I mean, I'll say like if I'm just blowing up in a whole floor, like yeah, I'll run out. But usually when I'm opening the floor, I'm opening certain spots of the floor. Sure. And so, like, the more you use Buck, the more it's, like, I know what spot I'm looking for to open to get underneath the mirror window or under this one spot. Yeah. Um. So, just, just starting with the skeleton key change, like, any issues there? No, you, that's totally fine. Yeah. I, I don't mind having an extra skeleton key in my my magazine. Yeah, I'm super that's happy right. with it. Um, The frag grenades with Claymores is, is, sucks because you could you could set up some serious, like, go underneath and shoot, like, a certain hole and then cook a frag and throw it in a spot. Yep. It was sick. Yeah. And that was a lot of opportunities. So this is not more opportunities. That That's, that's no. a lie. Yeah. I mean... You take frags away from anyone that decreases opportunities. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think there are more opportunities was specifically referring to being able to open more stuff and thereby yeah. more opportunities. But like... Yeah. Like any of that cool stuff you usually do with Buck, if you want to continue doing that kind of stuff, you're going to need a teammate with you, which, mm-hmm. and that's going to be really hard to communicate. Okay. I'm going to blow a hole up in here, cuck a frag because there's a guy in this corner. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's not easy to communicate that Stand kind of here stuff. and look at this spot and throw the frag. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not <laughs> easy it for to do. Three seconds. Um, so Buck will become a lot less effective. I think, mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. No, like, I, I, he was, he was good. I mean, if we look at like the, designers notes i mean he wasn't well he wasn't amazing yeah looking at this last designer's notes his pick rate was a little high but his uh win rate his win rates slightly below yeah. zero so never win delta i always say win rate it's win delta because if his win rate was zero that would be <laughs> really really bad <laughs> <laughs> no yeah you're right that's uh it's yeah it's just actually pretty low compared to all the other operators but I would say this is probably more targeted toward a pro league type of change um, where yeah. you might not see it reflected in these charts, charts, but in the pro league buck is super effective um, and removing those frags and shuffling that up. And then also it helps to balance, I think um, the amount of frags that are available because we mentioned recently that with the changes they've made, like suddenly there's uh, like six or seven operators that have frags, yeah. which before it's always been like three, Yeah, you know? So like, uh, by making that change, it sort of balances that out again, where there's not quite as many, which also will come into play with um, Jaeger and Goyo's changes mm-hmm. coming up. Because obviously, Goyo, a major part of using him, at least at higher level play, is just burning through utility, i.e., frags, right? Yeah. Um, and then Jaeger has now been significantly nerfed, and nothing changed with his ADSs, but he will be picked less in, in theory, which means that you don't need as many frags and other throwables to burn through his utility. Right. Uh, so I think that also kind of factors in here. Um, 
So that's that. Should we move on to Cavera? What thumbs up or thumbs down on Buck's change overall? I was gonna say it's really good because I think he's really useful, but now looking at like his win delta, it's like maybe not. I I am sad about it, but I think it was maybe necessary. Yeah, I don't think it needed to happen. I don't. Okay, that was just contradicting. I don't think it needed to happen, but I'm not surprised that it did happen. Like, I, I, like you, you don't think it was necessarily necessary, but also you're not surprised that somebody did think it was necessary. Yeah, yes. Is that kind of like That's, what you're going for? Right. Um. Yeah. The claymore too. Like, not for nothing. That that will I think help out a buck to be able to focus on what his job is. Right. So mm-hmm. like, you can put that claymore and have at least something kind of watching your back while you're doing things. Like I know a lot yeah. of times, you know, you your classic book example is in uh, border when they're in the armor, you go down into the ventilation room below where you can basically knock out that guy who's always in that corner behind that half wall and armory. Yeah. Um, and that room is like there's there's like it's it's really hard. I feel like in that room in particular to not just have somebody like walk up to the door and just destroy you because like it's such a small room and there's only a few places to look like and and like it's an easy approach for the defender right so they just walk up to the door see you in there just blow you away Mm -hmm. so like something like a claymore in that instance could be really useful to either slow them down or kill them or something um so i do think that while losing the frags is disappointing gaining a claymore for buck is actually kind of cool yeah Uh, it was a good it was a good replacement yeah so i i will give a thumbs up overall to to buck's change Okay, so Kavera, they added the Razor holographic sight option to her M12. Uh, this is like the... Did, who did this sight come in with? It was Razor holographic. Didn't, wasn't this like recently introduced with one of the new operators? Was it the one that came in with Mozzie? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to it up different? right now because I don't remember. Or is it the one that's like on the pistol of Ella and... Uh, so the FMG9 yeah, and the P10 Vortex. Roni one. Yeah vortex razor so there's it was weird because they normally call it the vortex site and now all of a sudden they're calling it the razor holographic site yeah so, so this is like is a, a lower profile site that's like it, if you've used mozzie's pepperoni we call it the p10 runny yeah it's uh it's really good right like a lot better than most of the other sites mm-hmm. a lot less obstructive and yep. nice clear precise uh aiming reticle right yep. so feels nice like very slight change for Kavera, but good because her M12 is garbage. Yeah, I I don't just can they just give the site to everybody? <laughs> like, well, can mean, we can we just have the sites across just to be nice and like? I hate that's one thing that I hate in games where like gunplay is like difficult and sights are like hard to see. They're like, I don't want that. I just want it to be clear when you're shooting the gun, and I want it right. to be easy to shoot the gun. Yeah, uh, it, it is a, a point of balance that they use, and I I kind of agree at it. Like, I don't really see sites as like this should be a, a primary point of like how you balance weapons and how yeah. you balance how good operators are like that seems kind of like it's just frustrating right like dying because you couldn't see around your site isn't like oh man he got me because because like i i chose a site that was ba- not balanced for that situation it's just like frustrating that you couldn't see yeah um and like i get like an acog right an acog right. should have a significant obstruction compared to like a red yes. dot agreed but I, don't I think understand. the red dot should have almost no obstruction because yeah. we've talked about this right now. There is no, almost no reason to pick a red dot over an ACOG. Like unless you're buck with buck's gun, that's super hard to control with mm-hmm. an ACOG and you're mm-hmm. inside anyway all the time. But like there's no reason because it has the same level of obstruction. It's still hard to see. Right. right. I just want a nice clear sight. Yeah. 
So, I mean, good for Kavera. It's not going to make any difference, I don't think, for her. But, like, at least that's, like, a little bit of a bone for Kavera players. Yeah. So that's good. And then, uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like, let's just let's revamp the sites overall make them all easier to play with. Easy to see. Okay, Jaeger. Here's the big one. Jaeger has been changed from a three-speed to a two-speed and slash two-armor, uh, which is, like, astronomical for, crazy. for balancing Jaeger. This is crazy. Um, so I'm going to skip ahead real quick and go to the, the newest designer notes. Jaeger is like literally off the chart for pick mm-hmm. rate. He, or I guess presence rate. Uh, he's over 90%. Like he's basically, if he's not banned, he's picked nearly every round at these platinum and diamond levels. And he has been, this has been the last three seasons. He's been yeah. like this. Yeah. And then it's only getting higher, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's been the top defender by far for a long time, but like, it's just, it keeps inching up and up and up where it's like, 98% of the time you're his pick. It's yeah. just like and and his win rate is is high. Like it's not it's not astronomical, but it is high. Um so clearly he is outperforming other operators by a significant margin. And we said before and I still kind of think that like I'm kind of okay with it. Like he's not frustrating to play against mm-hmm. and like I don't really mind that there's just a good operator. That said, I think this was a good change. Yeah, it's going to uh they did say during the that year five panel that they wanted to make like operator speed less of a thing in the game because picking a one speed operator is death to yourself. Uh-huh. Like unless they have a really really good utility like Mirror and Echo, there's no reason Maestro as well. There's no reason to pick a three right. uh, one speed right operator. Um, and they wanted to make that less of a thing. So I think dropping Eager to a two speed is like a, a step in that direction where they're mm-hmm. trying to like, I mean I guess they're balancing based off the speed, but. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to make it so you have less three speed operators to pick that are just, I mean, that's just a huge advantage. Yeah. And then just to give it a little more context, here's what they said about it initially. And they said more in the designer's notes. So we'll get to that too. But they says, they said Jaeger is a very strong roamer and multiple data points that demonstrate his huge presence in game to make his presence a bit less oppressive in game. We're looking to moderate that by reducing his roaming potential. So I actually kind of like that. They didn't mess with his gadget. They didn't mess with his gun. Like, and they have, they have nerfed his gun. Mm. fairly significantly over the past few patches but i like that they didn't like take the l approach and actually make him like terrible yeah by like trying so hard to get him back in line but they're just like hey what if he just couldn't run so fast <laughs> like uh take away some of his utility that way um and then that also just makes other operators look a little bit more attractive right suddenly like a cavera pick looks a little bit more attractive now that she's a three speed and, and jaeger's a two right or some other roaming choice um so i think that's I, I think that's good. Like it, it doesn't kill him. Like he's still going to be a really good operator, but now suddenly maybe you're thinking Mozzie instead of Jaeger because wait, Mozzie's not a three speed. I always think no. he is, but he's not, but no. still now Mozzie is equal with Jaeger on, on the speed footing. Right. So now maybe like, maybe you start thinking about other operators utility instead of just Jaeger default choice. Cause he runs fast. Yep. Um, so I like it. Like, we, I, we haven't played any of this stuff yet. At least I haven't, you haven't either. Right. On the test server. No. Okay, so the, the, apparently it's dead. People can't find games because well, the changes aren't really like. I mean, they're big changes, but they're not fun to play. Changes, right? Like it's not like you have a new operator, a new map, or something. Yeah, that, and that's that's it. Like where I give them a little bit of, I try at least to give them a little bit of slack on the test server. Like we we talk about wanting them wanting to have them do, um, actual like changes change tests on the test server. But obviously, if they're not going to be able to get any useful data, if nobody actually plays the test server when they make a change, and maybe if they're making a significant change, then you get more people playing. But 
even then it's just like it, it's hard to to say this is going to be a test if we don't get any results right yeah um so i, I can't blame too much for that um anyway the point of all that was we haven't played this stuff yet so we're just going off like initial impressions um but that said i'm going to give a thumbs up to the jaeger change as well yeah i think it was good i think something probably should have happened with him and this is like not a bad approach no i i agree i it's kind of exciting because the players that play jaeger are kind of like the annoying players like sorry. they certainly have that reputation but, yeah <laughs> that's a that's a stereotype but it's kind of true yeah <laughs> and it's kind of annoying so suck it <laughs> uh okay so mozzie has also been uh been nerfed a little bit they removed the super shorty secondary um which i don't know what that actually leaves him with do you know um he has a pistol i'm not sure what pistol it is but it's a pistol i'm gonna look him up right now he has the sdp nine millimeter which is the same as gridlock okay so that's that's actually a new that's interesting that's a new uh sidearm that was introduced in burnt horizon which is i guess burnt horizon did have new guns right because yeah mozzie had new guns yep. and and gridlock had new guns so did gridlock, but uh that's something people have been complaining a lot is that we haven't been getting new guns with patches and stuff um, <laughs> I don't really care either. Um, so now, yeah, now he just has a, a standard semi-auto pistol instead of super shorty. Uh, this kind of mirrors the castle change where he got the super shorty to to buff him a little bit. Yeah, I don't like that though. You don't I, like Mozzie losing it? No. Why is that? There's no reason to take it away from him. Like he's not. It's not like he's amazing. And it was a no. He's good, but like it wasn't. It was helpful to have someone else with the super. Like the secondary shotguns are just huge, and it's helpful to have someone else that can like get somewhere and open something up. Mm-hmm. I just don't like taking that away from someone. I I do like it because, um, I just think Mozzie on his own like is already a pretty good operator, right? He's counter intel. Mm-hmm. He has good guns. Uh, like I I just feel like he's already really good. So there's no need for him to have this added bonus of utility uh being able to edit the site where other operators can't do that you know and so like um somebody like mute for example that has a similar role as mozzie uh there is really like no reason to choose mute over mozzie at that point right because his guns aren't as good um and he can't edit site unless you go with the shotgun uh which you mean he does have the shotgun right yeah yeah most people a lot of people use shotgun the smg 11 right or smg 17 11 smg 11 um so I, like i kind of like it um i think like again just mozzie's really good already he doesn't he doesn't need that added utility i can see that but do you do you think like before would you say like he needs to lose a super shorty like would you have said that or no but like but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't have been none right that doesn't mean it's a bad decision no yeah because i wouldn't have said it before um and also like i, I think it's good for somebody like castle who is getting the super shorty to to help make him more uh more appealing right yeah it if made he... a big difference yeah <laughs> i you're looking at the chart i, I think and yeah. uh it, it didn't no i'm guessing no. but uh um i don't know but 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 i mean like it does help that castle right because now suddenly castle is a little yeah. bit more appealing because he's one of the one of the fewer operators now that have that that ability um so I, like i, I kind of do think that these secondary weapons are a really good way to rebalance especially the, like i've said the the initial operators who all basically just had uh some auto pistols right and like there were no secondary shotguns there's a few secondary smgs but no secondary shotguns among the initial operators so it's good to see them 
kind of catch up with the power creep that's been happening in this game. And like, I, I kind of like that. Like, honestly, like when Wazi was, int- was introduced, would you have said that he needed that as part of his kit? Like that just made him like super good. Right. So that you would want to choose him as one of the new operators. And I just don't think he really needed that. Yeah. I you know you're right. I would not have said that he needed it. And he has a nitro cell. So like, that that already is like a really good gadget that also has the ability to yeah. open holes and stuff. But you know, I now nitros are never used to open holes. That's no, a huge but, waste. But you can, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's just I mean, it just reworks the game. Like all changes do. I just don't like it. I don't think it was necessary. So thumbs up from me. Sounds I, like thumbs I down like, from you. Yeah, I I just like it. I like the defense being able to edit site without worrying about like Oh, I can't pick this operator. Like that operator doesn't work for that anymore. Like I can't. I don't know. I so just don't would like you that like idea. everybody to have a super shorty? I would be totally fine with that. <laughs> I would totally fine if everybody had ways to edit site like that. Yeah. So I mean, that's just a different take, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah. So Ying, Ying's funny. Uh, Ying's already had some significant changes. So mm-hmm. kind of reworked their whole way her candela's work to make it more consistent and stuff. They also yep. added an extra. Um, flashbang inside the candelas, right? So I think it was five before, not six or something like that. Yep. Um, now, increased the number of candelas to four, up from three, replaced claymores with smoke grenades, and increased the T95 LSW damage to 46, up from 43. That's her LMG. What do you think about this? This is all good. I'm totally fine with Ying being buffed. The claymore thing is funny because, let me, let's go back. So year five, season one, they first announced as part of the changes, Ying, frag grenades replacing Claymore. Mm-hmm. And then, and the patch notes addendum, removed frag grenades replaced with Claymore. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> replace Claymores with smoke grenades. Yeah. You don't know what she wants. The frags were good. Why did you, they're like trying to buffer and they're like, uh, maybe not the frags. They took the frags away. And then they, I think maybe they did realize there were too many frags in the game because they gave a bunch of people frags. Right. And then they took them away from Dokabi. They gave them to Ying. They took them away from Ying. Now they're taking them away from Buck. I wonder if that was almost just like a like a little bit of a test. Like, number one, can we have this number of frags in the game without breaking it? And then number two, like, let's put it on a bunch of different operators. The, the that answer to that question was yes. Yeah. Because the game was <laughs> like, not broken. You had a bunch of frags. And it, was it was fine. fine. Yeah. It was actually really nice. Um, But then, like, also, like, let's put it on these, like, seven different operators and see how it comes out and, like, decide which of the ones, like, maybe maybe their initial... uh in, intent was only to have say five operators with frag grenades mm-hmm. and so they but they wanted to see who would work best with them or like who would not like suddenly get really really good because they got frags so they just like tried it on a bunch at once and then like suddenly or not suddenly but slowly pared it down um but anyway like do you think she should have kept her frags yeah i was totally cool with her having frags. i mean now with all like the buffs that she's getting at this point like with how many candelas she has, it it may have been ridiculous to like give her these candelas that now work super super well. Now she has a bunch of them, and now she has a gun that's pretty dang good. And then she has frags to stop it all off. Like it's like, yeah. but she has smokes, which are really good too. So yeah, I mean, she might be really powerful now. Like ying the crap out of a site, throw a smoke down, have yeah. someone plant, then ying it again. Like yeah, you're gonna blind your teammate, but who cares? But they're planting, so yeah. who cares? Yeah, um, yeah. I actually think this makes her a lot more interesting as like a more support type operator, which seems like that's kind of the role she's supposed to be filling. Um, and I think that's super, like she's basically now the only operator that has both flashbangs and smoke at mm-hmm. the same time. And like nobody else has anything like that. Um, so that's really cool um, to be able, like you're saying, like what a cool strategy to be able to like 
flashbang the site you know, hop in during the flash and, and kill whoever's inside and then smoke and flash and like, you know, just basically ensure a plant. Uh, I think that that's really cool. And I'm like excited to try that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I am intrigued by Ying more now. Like now I want to pick her more. Yeah. I've been playing her more recently and like, she's a good operator and I'm excited to see her get a little bit better because, uh, I think she's a little bit overlooked and how good she could be. Um, Agreed. Kaid, I almost said Kaido. Kaid and Goyo both had a nerf to the TCSG12. That's that shotgun that's like a DMR. Yeah. So they gave it an additional magazine, first of all. Uh-huh. And then they reduced the damage to 55, down from 84. Yeah. That's a big one. Almost 30 points that, of damage reduction. That's a big one. Which um, I'm kind of fine with. Although, I mean, even though it's almost 30 points of damage, it's still basically a two-shot kill for everybody, right? Yeah, Whereas before much, it was I mean, 84 and it was always going to be a two-shot kill. Yep. Now, like at 55, if you hit, say, a, a three-armor in the leg, maybe it's three or four shots. Yeah, but... I haven't done the math, but... Hit him in the chest. Yeah, you hit... I'm, well, let's say it's 55. Well, it's because a three the armor, chest, is, the chest is, is like a 0.8. No multiplier, right? Is it just 1.0 for everyone? Or is it like 0.8 for three-armor? Well, yeah. I mean, chest is default damage and then... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's for a 0.8 for a three-speed. Yeah, for a three-armor. Yeah. And point nine for two armor, so eighty percent of that is eighty percent of one hundred ten is going to be under a hundred. Yeah, right. So, so it's going to be a three shot in the chest now for a three armor, especially if they have rook armor, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, for the most part, it's still it's like still could be a two shot kill for a lot of situations. Um, and if not three, maybe four if you get like yeah. a three armor with armor. It, w- it would do forty four damage to a three armor in the chest. Did that math? Good job. Thank you. Congrats. Thanks. Uh, I'm totally fine with this. Like, this is not yeah. a gun that in any way has like had a significant impact on my siege experience. Um, I don't really play either of these operators very much, and when I do, I don't use the TCS TC twelve. Um, so thumbs up, I guess. That like that's fine. There's no reason to have a gun that's like that powerful. Yeah, I I agree. It also has some destruction ability, which makes the gun useful. So. I think the boss G needs to get the ACOC removed. <laughs> That's just stupid. <laughs> it's just dumb. But whatever. I mean, I agree that it's dumb, but again, it hasn't had like any significant experience or impact on my experience, so like I don't really care. Okay, so that covers uh all of the changes except for this random Goyo change that they dropped with the designer notes. So yes. Goyo removed one Vulcan shield from three to two. Yep. Which seems like a lot. They say in their notes with it, Goyo performs very differently depending on the level of play. As you can see in the balancing matrix above, he's not performing greatly as he suffers from a low presence and a low wind delta. This change is directed toward the current pro league meta, which which I don't, they capitalize all the letters of meta, which is weird because it's not an acronym or anything, but whatever. Uh, this change is directed toward the current pro league meta, which is currently utility heavy. We hope that it will alleviate some of the frustration stemming from his increased influence at a professional level. Yeah. So there's this thing called the 22nd meta, which basically means Pro League, there's only 20 seconds in a round after Pro League finally can burn through all the utility to actually execute a plan. Right. So they they took away his um, Goyo shield, but then they took away frags from operators. So it doesn't really make sense. Like, you took away a Goyo shield, but you also took away someone's frags that's frequently played one. in Pro League. I mean, yeah, that's true. But it's Buck. It's Buck. Um, but maybe that kind of like 
counterbalances that a little bit. Um, but I think what's most interesting here, and we'll get into this a little bit more, is how they clarified, like, yes, we understand that looking at the charts, Goyo doesn't look like he's that good. But this change of, like, it's a nerf to Goyo, even though the charts show he's not that good, that's because the change is directed to Pro League. Um, I like that they're making that distinction. Uh, so maybe there's a good time just to hop into what these designer notes kind of started with. Uh, so last week we talked about that statement, um, from the creative lead, I think it was, uh, that was, if professional players are not happy with our proposed features, then that means we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, so you remember, um, being extremely excited that that was the attitude that they had. Yes. Uh, (laughs) so they like specifically addressed this. Uh, they said, we wanted to take a moment to clarify the intention behind this statement It's true that part of our balancing efforts is to push every player, professionals included, out of their comfort zone. This does not mean we are going about things to be intentionally frustrating for these players, but instead make adjustments to ensure our professional players are the best at the game as a whole and not a specific update or meta. We also have to consider the entire player base, and while some aspects of professional play will trickle down to general matchmaking, not all do. Goyo, for example. Right. So we just talked about Goyo and that's the prime example here mm-hmm. that like you look at these charts and charts and it looks like Goyo's fine, fine. or maybe even needs a buff. Uh, and, but and here they are nerfing him. And so that's because there's a specific thing in pro league where that's super effective, where that doesn't necessarily trickle down to the bottom. And I think it's important for both sides to recognize this, right? Like both the pro side and the more casual side and like everybody in between that just because Goyo or, or like just because somebody any operator is super good or super bad in pro league doesn't mean that a change going the reverse direction can't or shouldn't happen because maybe in casual, like that operator is like a super menace, right. Mm -hmm. Or like is so bad that nobody ever picks them. And so like both, both things need to be both sides need to be catered to. Yeah. Right. Their job is not to, just make a game that's for competitive players because then nobody's playing it at the casual level and then it doesn't exist. Right. And so right. I, like, I think the people who are pro league players and people who are into pro league need to recognize that your scene only exists and only will continue to exist as long as casual players enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just not going to happen that, um, that they focus all the changes on you and your high level of play. And then the game continues to remain popular for regular players and thereby your scene continues to exist. Yeah. I think they need to recognize that symbiosis. Yes. I also think that will pro league not adapt to Goyo being powerful. Like they absolutely will. Yeah. So I think they like whatever changes it. they'll adjust to it. Yes. Okay. Cause Goyo just came into pro league. Oh, that was year four, season three or season four uh so he would have came in he no three he was introduced so he would have came into pro league in year four season four so it's been a season and a half that he's been in pro league oh i see what you're saying so it's only been a season and a half he's in pro league he's very strong right now but sure because pro league has only played with him for a season and a half like yeah give it time it will pro league not be like oh yeah goyo sucks now actually normally i agree with you and and like i've made that exact same argument like many times and normally i would agree with you except that i think that goyo is only furthering the problem that currently exists that you're talking about the 20 second meta meta. and so like it's not that he specifically caused this problem or like that they can't figure out specifically how to get around goyo as much as it is that like he is uh exacerbating the problem that already existed yeah and so i think that's why um 
that's happening. That's why I think it's actually a good idea. Yeah, I am. I, um, I like you say it like that, and it's like I think it's done because I think Pro League will adapt. But I also like it because I don't like the twenty second meta in Pro League because sure. it's not fun to watch. Right, like watching them destroy utility and stuff is just not fun. Side note, by the way, there is a clip of SSG getting into Clubhouse cash room breaking that reinforcement. Okay. Did you did you watch that? That no. Tron- so it was sent to us by Toronto Will. Literally, it is amazing. There is like so the the announcers are talking the commentators are like how they're going to get into this cash room. Not really sure. There's a lot of utility on this. They're bandit tricking. They got the shield up for Zofia. I'm not sure how they're going to get into this. Well, Maverick's probably going to go over. He's probably going to try to do his thing, but he might get picked off. Like, okay, well, 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 we'll see right now. And they start doing their thing. Five seconds later, they have the whole thing open. Well, there you go. It's open. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. So what do they do? They like so they had Maverick like just do a small hole in the floor, like kind of where Bandit was trying to trick, and yep. then he like laid down like get the shots off and thatcher just started throwing things while thermite was planting it was just it was really well executed by them mm-hmm. just like very methodical and quick and like you could tell they had practiced it over yeah. and over and over again just like a 10 second loop that has Literally, to happen and then like, like five seconds it was like five seconds done. yeah it was crazy and it was just funny because one commentator was saying i don't think it's going to happen they're not going to really get this open then i was like oh i mean we'll see and then they're like well there you it's go. open it's open <laughs> that's that and it was 30 seconds into the round i mean they got there in five seconds it was open but it was the round had only surpassed 30 seconds and they already had that wall open with claymores at like the different it was amazing yeah it was just really good it just shows you that pro league players are really like maybe they're not necessarily like as good as everyone at like pointing at the head which they are good at that but just the fact that they can get their team to work in a sure like in such a um cohesive cohesive yeah matter. that's what i'm for it's just it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll put sure a link to that video in the show notes if you want to check it out. But, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, it's just an illustration that pro league is, is like unique. Right. And yeah. that like, um, again, like some operators will be strong there and some will be weak and mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same at levels where people aren't like literally just aren't a team where it's five individual players running around. Right. Yeah. And like, I just think both sides need to recognize that some changes are going to happen for one or the other. And you just kind of have to be okay with that. And like, if you are a pro league player, I think you have to recognize that, you are playing a living, evolving game that has updates and you can't like be upset when updates happen because it changes, you know, you're, you had an Ash player who was super, super good at Ash and suddenly she loses her ACOG and now like your Ash player is like 20% less effective or something. Yeah. Like you can't be upset that that happened because it ruined your specific strategy. Yeah. Like you, if you're going to be a pro league player of any like, living game that's currently being updated like that's that comes with the territory and you kind of have to be okay with it mm-hmm. um so again pro league opinions from people who don't care that much about pro league <laughs> it's like it's like uh when the nfl decided to make the extra point like 20 yards behind you maybe had yeah. a kicker that was really good at it and all of a sudden he sucks because i mean 20 every yards kicker back. was really good at it <laughs> that's a whole different thing but uh that's a joke but but i mean uh yeah I'm going to read through the rest of what they wrote here because I think this is actually like really significant stuff for people who talk about and like think about this game. Um, and of course, we'll link to these notes as well if you want to check it out. So they said, when it comes to the highest level of play, we find a few things to be true that we'd like to share. Professional players are masters of the game and place significant value on mastery of the game as it stands today. So this is kind of what I was just saying. Naturally, this can lead to resistance when we make changes as it can be disruptive to a team's composition, strategy, and performance while beneficial for others. Professional players have an incredible understanding of the intricacies of Siege and are able to see many things from that perspective that we may miss. 
That said, we have to balance their understanding of the game with the data we have that is more representative of the game as a whole before we reach decisions. Uh, We recognize the importance of providing these high-level players with input into our balancing process. We have plans to adjust how we respond to the feedback they provide and explain situations where we make decisions that are contrary to their input detailed below. We listen to pro feedback, but also monitor and gather data on every aspect of the game, their their matches included. We make decisions on the best course of action with their feedback, player feedback, and data in mind. So there's basically three pinnacles there that they're drawing from right three pillars pro league feedback regular player feedback and data mm-hmm. and like all three of those need to be respected i think equally and like i like i'm railing on this a little bit because of like i've encountered this a lot on twitter and stuff um and like in streams and everything i just feel like there was this god complex among uh pro league uh player and more less players and more even like casters and people mm-hmm. who are like in the pro league scene, but not necessarily the pro players who almost I'm, I'm trying not to like project here or like, like unfairly judge, but I almost feel like are overcompensating for the fact that they're not pros themselves, but they're part of the, the, the scene. Mm-hmm. And so like, they're like trying to emphasize more that pro pro league stuff should matter more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I feel like some of these casters kind of have this God complex of like, no, our scene matters more and our scene should dictate the balance for everything because it'll all trickle down. And like, I just don't think that's true. And clearly neither do the developers. Um, and I, I just kind of want to say like, get over yourselves you're just really good at a video game. Yeah. Or you understand how people are really good at a video game. (laughs) Like that's all it is. And like, you're not the designers, you're not game creators. You're not, uh, you know, you're not, you're not game developers. And so like, don't act like you should be able to make the call on whether or not a game should be balanced a certain way. Yeah. It's not your game. You don't own it. Right. I, I will say that you can you can like even if you're not a game developer, obviously you're still entitled to an opinion. Sure. Um, which it's stupid on the other side when the game developers are like, "You don't develop games. Yes. You don't know what the heck you're talking about." And <laughs> yes, so like, I hate that. No, <laughs> no, but I still know what's fun. Yeah, I can still give feedback. Yeah, yeah. But no, I I I can see what you're saying with like the there's this don't really want to call it pride, but this pride behind them that's like, no, this is more important than other stuff. And it's like, well, yeah. Hmm you're also 0.1% of the community, maybe less than that, 0.01%. Right. And everything else, like you said, that you only exist because everything else exists. If everything else goes away, then there's no money. Right. In the pro scene and they move on to a different game. Right. And, and it's symbiotic, right? Like the, the pro league scene, helps to grow the game more, mm-hmm. which, which, you know, it gets more people into it on a casual basis, which means that we continue to get updates. We continue to get content. So like, they both are a major part of the game's like life and health. And like, they just, I think both need to recognize that. Um, and neither should be acting like they're the only one that matters. Um, and I, I'm just really appreciative of the developers taking what I think is the right approach here. Yeah. You want to read, uh, the next little batch of bullet points they have? Sure. They say, we would also like to outline how we plan to address the concerns raised over the recent changes in our previous communication. There have been lots of concerns over the previous, last changes yeah there's and the a lot communication of, surrounding it yes there's a lot of people that were joking like you know april fools is tomorrow right <laughs> <laughs> um first they say we will improve our communication around balancing changes to include additional context and explanations for instances where we make a decision on an important topic and are in disagreement with our professional players this will provide everyone with a common starting point for discussion please note that 
This is not feasible for every topic, but we will do it for the more critical topics, for example, Jaeger becoming a 2-2. We will provide context for which sections of our player base changes are targeting, and we will provide designers notes updates in advance of changes being deployed on the test server so our players can have more context and insight into the thought process behind the proposed changes as opposed to when those changes go live with the next update. Yeah, so I love that, that they're going to release the designer's notes with the initial mm-hmm. announcement of the patch and deploying it to the test server as opposed to here where we're getting it way after. And then like we're, we have a week where we're sort of interpolating what their intentions were and everything. Right. And then they finally explain it to us. Yeah. So are they saying that they're going to also show these designer's notes updates for every change on the test server? Like, let's say they they say, okay, well, now we're seeing Doka B being picked too much. Does that mean they're, and so we're going to make this nerf. Does that mean they're going to show the notes again with the chart that they're looking at? I, or is it just saying we're just making I the chart I don't think once? so. I think, I think they're more saying for like, I want to say they're saying more for like kind of the big mid-season patch, but then also mm-hmm. like, didn't they kind of say we weren't doing big mid-season, mid-season patches anymore? They yeah, was just going to be kind of like continuous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think it's super clear, but I think the point, which is good, is that, look, we're going to give you all the information that we can and like our thought process behind it and everything so that if if you want to have a discussion about it, we're all coming from the same spot as opposed to everybody first trying to guess what the what their intention was and then right. like arguing against that that guess, right? Which I will say that they like well we want to release the notes so people can kind of see where we're getting our data but then still looking at the notes after i have what they've said i'm still like well that doesn't really make sense though sure and then let's go through because they talked about each of the um the changes here and so let's go through and see what they said because like what they said before was just like kind of a little blurb right and now Mm -hmm. they've actually written out kind of reasoning for it um like like we read with goyo just a minute ago yeah um so I'm interested to see if they if they have actually done a better job. So let's let's skip the charts for a minute. We'll come back and like talk through those in a few minutes. But let's uh, let's just go through each of these updates again, really quick. So Ying, um, again, they added the smoke grenade, removed the claymore, increased her LMG damage, and added an extra candela. So they say Ying is not yet where we would like her to be in terms of presence, and her wind delta has decreased since her last update. Adding an extra candela should strengthen her performance and give her more option when pushing towards the objective. Replacing her claymore with smoke grenades aims at improving what she brings to the team. Playing Ying does not require a lot of interaction with your teammates. We want to increase the level of synergy she deploys when spearheading. At the same time, smoke grenades are useful to circumvent utilities such as black mirrors and deployable and Goyo shields. We expect her to be more at ease and faster when rushing, as she won't rely as much on droning thanks to her improved primary and secondary gadgets. Which is interesting. I didn't consider this. I expect her to be better at rushing. Uh interesting her lmg has also received a damage boost to reinforce her ability to win duels despite decent stats her gun does not quite perform as we would like we are monitoring its performance and will adjust accordingly if needed so just high level do you feel like they've provided more context that makes you understand more why they did that to ying yeah definitely and then with that context do you agree less or more with with the changes i'm reading through like bucks and mozzies the ones that i most disagreed with um so let's do those real quick one read buck so okay 
Buck says Buck was viewed by many as a very balanced operator, but we noticed that he brought unique opportunities to the attacking team and was incredibly potent on many bomb sites. He could rely as well on frag grenades that are extremely strong in the current meta. Sledge, who can be used in similar situations, cannot reach ceilings or upper walls, however. By removing his frags and giving more gadget ammunition, we expect players to have to operate a choice between an excellent downward attacker and a versatile soft breacher. So they're trying to make Sledge picked more often, which is funny because I... I said I'm going to pick Sledge now instead of Buck because mm. I want the frags. Right. Which I will, but then there's certain sites where it's like, well, I actually need Buck here because I need to be far away to hit this, sure. or I need to be underneath to get the stuff above. Mm-hmm. So now I guess I'm picking between, but it's like I... But I think that's great, sure, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> isn't that awesome that they have two that do fairly similar things? And now there's a reason to pick between them. Because yeah. before there was no reason to pick Sledge. I've actually said that, so it does make sense like reading that it's like okay yeah because now i will pick sledge instead of buck sometimes right. like the only thing sledge had was like, oh yeah you can get through castle barricades and it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> who cares <laughs> right as a castle player uh i think this is great like we need to find these balance points between like these similar operators that fill similar roles where like you're actually making a choice site by site on like who you should choose uh, i think that's really good Let's do uh, Mozzie. Mozzie is currently one of the most versatile operators on defense. He boasts an increased presence, which can be justified by several factors due to his speed. Stop. But speed. He's a 2-2. Two <laughs> he's two. A two two. he's not mean, fast. Do they, do they also think he's a 3-speed? Maybe. They we might. thought that for a really long time. Because maybe they were listening he, to us and, and thought and he was. And they just assumed. Probably. You guys know he's not a 2-speed, right? I mean, <laughs> not he's a not three a 3-speed. <laughs> he, he should be a 3-speed. Uh, but, but If I mean, he was a 3-speed, then I would, I would be... Like, I, yeah, I get that. So, but, I mean, they say due to his speed, continue. which doesn't necessarily mean three speed, right? It just means that, like, serviceable speed. Yeah, but he's not even, like, he's just on he's par two with two. everybody else. Well, he's not slow. I mean, he's not, he's not a fat fart, but, like, <laughs> I mean, with everyone else, you know, he's, he's mute and smoke and. Okay, so let's read the rest. Okay. Due to his speed and very decent, <laughs> very decent as an interesting <laughs> adjective, very decent. <laughs> Very decent primary weapons. He's a great roamer who brings a lot of utility to the team. When paired with Mute, droning against Mozzie becomes extremely treacherous. On top of it all, this duo brings two prized nitro cells, which makes them extremely dangerous. By removing the super shorty from his loadout, we aim at not only removing Mozzie's ability to remodel bomb sites, but also to address his capacity to create escape routes on the fly while roaming. Okay, because when I had a super shorty, all I would do while roaming is I'd be like, oh, shoot, they're there. And I'd use a super shorty to use three shots to get through a wall and then duck underneath it. Yeah, I mean, it is. No. It, you can't really do escape routes on the fly. No. I guess I guess hatches. Hatches, okay. Hatches, yes. If that's what they're, if that's what they're meaning by I can get down a hatch, but... I mean, I, I mean that that's one thing, but like also, I mean, it does take time to do it the other way. But like, if if you just know you're pinned down in a corner and they're not necessarily right in front of you, like, yeah, maybe you do have time to out. turn around and and punch a hole real quick and get through. Well, I'll just do that with the butt of my While gun. I'll just melee a wall in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but I I think I just think that's silly to create escape routes on the fly. Like usually, if you're roaming, you have the escape routes created for you before the game starts like you're usually like hey can someone open this trap door yeah and open this wall or something because you know like something's going to happen i'm gonna need to get out of here i need a way out sure but now you're required to work with your team to make so that happen it out. right yeah. so instead of doing yourself and I, I think that's the thing that they're trying to at, at least what it feels like to me going through these nerfs that have happened is they're trying to make operators less self-sufficient and mm-hmm. like less just like you can choose this one operator and just 
do your thing and be okay. And more like you have to play as a team. Like if you, like everybody has a, a strength and a weakness and there is no Jaeger who is just fast and good and has good utility and has a good gun. Like you, you have to compromise somewhere. You have to have yeah. like, if you're going to take here, you have to give there. Um, and I think that that's kind of a common theme that we have going between Mozzie, Jaeger, Buck, and even, even Ying, where these are buffs, they even talked about now she plays more with the team. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's really interesting. Um, no, yeah, I, I would like to see, uh, like Mozzie, the mute Z or the, the moat. I don't know how you want to do Mozzie mute, but them together. Mm, Mozzie and mute. Musy? Musy, sure. Musy when they're it'd be interesting like they're used a lot together like there's mutes but they're not necessarily playing together but this isn't like saying when they're together they have two nitro cells together and they're like like it almost sounds like they want them to be roaming around together which would be interesting because that could be really powerful that would be really cool like mute with his shotgun like could just hold some angle while mozzie's holding like a vertical angle on a trap door or something like it would be interesting yeah it'd be kind of fun do okay. you ever roam with a partner? Like, how often do you roam with a partner? Not very often at all. Almost never. never. Which, like, it would be interesting to to try that. Every more. once in a while, you roam with like a mozzie drone in front of you or a yokai in front of you, but that's yeah. even rare. It w- it would be really interesting to roam with somebody, uh, you know, and like you go, you get into that that firefight where you have to run away, and mm-hmm. they're just holding an angle while you you run around the corner, and they're holding the angle, and then like the people come chasing you, and all of a sudden they're popped in the face by somebody they had no idea was going to be just like sitting there waiting for them. That would actually be really funny. We should try some. Of we this. should try that. A decoy. Okay, let's read this Jaeger one because this is obviously the the most controversial. Um, Jaeger has been incomparable in terms of presence and wind, wind delta for an incredibly long time. We've recently fine tuned his four sixteen C, which led to a reduction of his KD ratio. We started to explore how much we could tweak the German gunner to try and get him a bit closer to other operators. Jaeger was amongst the most mobile defenders and could rely on one of the most praised weapons in the game. On top of an incredibly useful utility, our drive is to develop and improve core mechanics of our operators. We are creating new synergies and interactions and making ample room for every one of them to have a distinct role to play. More options are still on the table for him, and we are still considering other areas to affect his current impact on the game. So it sounds like they might not even be finished nerfing him. Um, I wonder if there. I wonder if any of this. They didn't say it here, but I wonder if any of this is a attempt to get Wamai more on the table. I, absolutely, I would think so. I mean, they they kind of said that in a roundabout way is that they're uh, we're creating new synergies. Where did they say this? Uh, each one has a distinct role to play, right? Um, I don't think that uh, Wamai has been able to distinguish himself enough from Jaeger to be picked very often, right? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, he's not looking at him here. He's under twenty percent presence. Yeah, he's lower in presence, and wind delta's fine. But yeah, uh, I mean, Jaeger is like I. Anybody who's upset, it just seems like the justification here is obvious. He's like off the charts. Yeah, has been for a long time, like way farther than Ash ever was. Yeah, uh, you know, and like uh, something had to give, and like you don't necessarily want to lose like one of the coolest weapons in the game that's like a lot of fun to use like his uh his ads utility there's really nothing like it even though my exists like still uh this is they they've started this trend of changing operator speeds they did not used to do this before this wasn't even a oh, thing no. they thought about and then it, it first happened i think warden was the first one that they changed uh, the speed on captain oh captain, captain was used a, to be was a they actually did that a long time that ago. was a long time ago but and was, they haven't touched it since nobody else had had that treatment and i don't think uh anybody did for a long time after that 
Yeah, I mean, because the first one after that was Warden. Right. And then Warden was changed, and now Jaeger's changed. Did Glass ever used to be a three-armor? No, right? He might have, because I think all I the Spetsnaz operators were a three-armors. Capkin was definitely a three-armor. Capkin definitely used to be two. super, super slow. Uh, I'm going to look up Glass, but... And, and we've... Yeah, you're right. We have seen a few more people have that happen. And I actually think it's not a bad way to change people until at no. least they figure out how to balance that better. Where... Yeah. <laughs> Where the speed doesn't matter so much. Um, That's what they should have just done with line in the beginning. Just made him a one speed. Made him a zero speed. Can't even move. <laughs> <laughs> All I can do is press that stupid button for his just, team. He's in the. He's actually in the helicopter in the air. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like Glass, according to the Siege Wiki, doesn't look like he ever was a three armor. Okay. Um, anyway. How much do you want to go through these design these uh graphs on the designer notes? I think we've talked about I've talked about already everything I wanted to talk about just in, just covered it. Yeah. Uh, Yana is in a good spot. She's not picked a ton, but her wind delta's good. Oryx is 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 way down there with Castle. Yeah, poor guy. Castle's still down there. Clash is still down there. Warden is still down there. Tachanka's still down there. Goyo really is down there. <laughs> yeah. Clash actually dropped. Oh, you know what? She did drop. She was almost to a zero percent wind delta, and then dropped way down to negative three plus off the chart again. Yeah, she she was a negative two percent two seasons ago, and then negative point five, and now she's negative like three point five. This has something to do with her glitches. Maybe she shot up because it's totally she had possible. that glitch in the yeah. game for a while. That's probably what happened. Yeah, here. she's she's hard to look at right now. But I mean, looking at the rest of this, it almost looks like a carbon copy of the last one. Like very little has changed. Yeah, yeah, there's there's very little change. And it's the same with like the defender ban rates there and the attacker ban rates. They all look pretty much the same. Maestro the, actually has come down quite a bit in uh presence, although his win rate has stayed basically the same. But oh, his presence has come down. he's lost the ACOG on the Alda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so of course that's going to reduce his his presence. Um also oh they they had a good actual definition for presence here, which was like really nice. To finally see, they said presence definition, pick rate of an operator when not banned. Okay. So they're not at all considering the times when they're banned. It sounds like, and this is just how often are they picked when they're not banned. Okay. Finally. Thank you for finally defining that. I really appreciate that. Um, Castle, like I, I made the joke before that the super shorty did a lot. Well, why did Blitz jump up? Blitz went from fairly negative wind delta to fairly positive up near Finca. Uh, what would have happened there? Did he have change? No, right? No, I'm not sure. Uh, Just I don't a know either. Um, but anyway, Castle did not move at all. He's still in the bottom left corner after the super shorty, which was a good change for him. But he's still down. Yeah, in the corner, I mean, so. has there been enough time for that really to? Because like that's such like a minor change, right? That like it's going to yeah. take time for people to like see how they can make that do anything. I think. Um, and I, I wouldn't expect to see that I don't, make a I really huge don't, yeah. difference, but like, I think if it was going to make a difference, we wouldn't necessarily see it that fast. Need more time. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say about the designer's notes though. Yeah. These are always fun to look at. We'll of course link to these and it's fun to look at these and just kind of see like where your favorite operators are and, and who's like really powerful again, like seriously, Jaeger is just insanely, insanely off the charts here. So mm-hmm. it's good that this is happening for him. Um, okay. Uh, anything about ban rates? Mira's outpaced uh, Echo on... Oh, she was before. Yeah, they're all the same. Which I always thought Echo was There's like highest. a... The 
top five most banned or should like the top five most banned is echo and mirror at the very top really high up there like 80 percent and 70 percent and then the other ones are like 15 to 7 percent and they just kind of move around each other yeah maestro's actually dropped a few spots uh not by much percentage wise but he has dropped a little bit so and and ban rate right which makes sense because now he's not as threatening uh also interesting thatcher has just been consistently moving up and up and up and up on the ban rate uh on attack so like now he's like a, a very solid second behind jackal whereas before he was uh he was third in the last one and i think before that he was not top three I'd, like i think he's just been consistently moving up and up so i don't know if people are just getting more and more frustrated with that or what's happening there because he's not changing Mm-mm. he he could be like with kaid's change people are using kaid more often for yeah maybe stuff so or maybe some of the map changes have been more thatcher beneficial yeah i don't know uh also maybe worth noting jackal's ban rate has, is starting to shrink a little bit it was 70 percent last time now it's down in the 60s so low 60s still though so i mean <laughs> he's still like far and away the most banned yeah. attacker uh but yeah that's that okay um can i share this reddit post sure okay this made me extremely angry <laughs> like irrationally okay. angry Oh, is this? Oh, I've seen this. <sighs> I'm browsing Reddit, right? There's and, a podcast uh, question about this. Was there a podcast question? Yeah. Oh, good. I can talk about it twice. <laughs> <laughs> browsing Reddit, and I see this post that now has 14,000 upvotes, and it says, My warden buff idea to make him more unique at increased pick rate. Imagine being able to watch your own flake while, flank while roaming or holding an angle. And so they show a screenshot with the glasses off, which is standard gameplay. Glasses on, he now has a, a camera overlay kind of, or a, like a an effect on his vision, kind of like um, Jackal, which does he, how much of an effect does he have it's, now? It's the same. It's, it's exactly like the same. Yeah. Okay. So basically all they added was a little camera overlay of the last viewed security camera that he's looked at on his phone now like shows up on, like in the corner of his HUD when he has his glasses on. Is this or is this not the exact operator idea that I had literally the first season of this game yep this... and then talked about again on the podcast when we did our big operator idea extravaganza yep this is oracle this is oracle yes and it and was, I was so frustrated literally word for word this is exactly how it works and i even made basically the same exact, same exact image, uh, image. Yep. yes and i posted this to the subreddit way way back in the day it got like 20 upvotes or something like very small which was it was still on the front page though like 20 upvotes is still okay, yeah, it was like it, low but it might have made the front page but it, was, it didn't like blow the doors off no. and then i made this exact like i made the reddit post for her along with like our six other operator ideas uh and like got zero traction on reddit and then suddenly somebody posts the exact same thing with basically the exact same screenshot and gets fourteen thousand upvotes and the whole community is like oh that's amazing we should totally do that and i'm like Credit to the R6 Unrenowned yeah. podcast because that we was can't our idea. This forever again. I'm so mad. So mad. I hate Reddit. It's just so random. Like sometimes yeah. it's like you can post literally the exact same thing and sometimes like you'll get downvoted to hell and like somebody else could could make, could make the exact same joke on the next post the next day and like it's at the top of the comments. Right? And it's just like, yep, this hive mind is just so frustrating to interact with. <laughs> but I was very upset that my idea was stolen and i don't think they stole it on purpose i think they probably had the idea independently but still annoying do you think that's a good idea for warren buff warden buff not really 
I don't think so either. I think that would make him way too good. <laughs> it should be an individual operator that does their own, that does that as their own thing. Okay. Uh, do we have time for questions or should we put it off till next episode? Let's, let's put them off for uh, next week. Okay. I should give credit, I guess, real quick to Jay Mortar, who did ask about that exact thing. He said, came across this photo on Instagram. I think it's a brilliant warden fix rework thoughts. Uh, so thanks for pointing that out, Jay Mortar. Uh, my thoughts are as previously described. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about it again next week. Yeah. We'll, maybe we'll talk about it some more. Uh, I guess that's, that's it. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you like. You're welcome, actually. You're welcome for. Because this wasn't going to be a podcast. Oh, yeah. And now all of a sudden it's a podcast. So thank you for listening and you're welcome for recording it. Giving you an extra episode. <laughs> yeah. And you're welcome that I drank Ma before I did this so that you could be thrilled and excited by hearing my voice and then just laugh because I'm hilarious. Yeah. And if you want to get some Ma yourself, go to drinkma.com slash r6pod. Get a free trial. Just pay six ninety nine shipping. And if you like it, stay subscribed and you will help support the podcast. Also, you can follow us on Twitch and YouTube and Mixer. Mixer. <laughs> I'm Ryguy, W-R-Y-G-U-Y. And I am just hello with three O's. Also, uh, join the Discord. We have a community Discord with 600 members, and it's a lot of fun. We talk about Siege. People ask us questions for the podcast, which we will do next week this time. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can find that. It's linked on our Twitter profile. It's also in the show notes. So just check your podcast player, and you'll find it there. Uh, last but not least, follow us on Twitter at r 6 unrenowned it's a pretty uh not very active twitter feed at the moment because i haven't been good about tweeting stuff frequently well, we forgive you uh I've, I've been really busy at home doing nothing yeah because of coronavirus That's so same with all of us um yeah it's, it's funny how you can be so busy when you're doing nothing it is funny or like Somehow how it feels more like busy you, sometimes you think, yeah you think like oh, i'll be able to get all this stuff done because of this but and some of the days gone, you can't you get any of that stuff done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you guys want to hear how dumb Chris is? Let me tell you how dumb Chris okay. is. Okay. So you guys know Epic, right? Epic gives away oh, yeah. the That's Epic Store. They give, they give away free games. Uh, and they also sell some games, I think. I I'm not really sure, but they give away free games. And uh, Was that so, a joke about selling games? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm off, I lost my train of thought. Oh, first of all, they're giving away a Jackbox game this week called, which one is it? Drawful? I want to say it's Drawful, but it might have been Quiplash. I think maybe it's Quiplash. I don't know. I don't remember. They're giving away one of those right now, and you should go download it and play it with your family over Skype or something because it's totally doable uh, to play that remotely with your family, and it's super, super fun. Uh, we actually just did that this weekend. It was a lot of fun. But getting back to the topic at hand of how dumb Chris is, Epic recently gave away World War Z for free, the game, not the movie or the book. Uh, the game and so they gave away this game and we've been interested in this game our irl squad for a while so i was like hey everybody go download this we'll play it it's gonna be a lot of fun and so we all downloaded it and chris is like no i was like well, why not it's free he's like no i don't want to play that so he didn't download it and now we're playing it and we started playing it last night and it was so fun like insanely fun and like i'm just frustrated that we didn't jump on this bandwagon earlier like a year ago when everybody was playing world war z but we're playing it now and it's way fun you should come watch us stream at ragai w-r-y-g-u-y and uh chris is now sitting out because here we are chris doesn't care he could care less the, he could not care less because i i don't like games like that i didn't never like black ops zombies i never liked call of duty zombies like this is not like all literally literally zombies. Ever. it's way i've never liked that. any zombie game ever like these waves of things mm. come, i've never liked them like i never really like them 
You're I've watched the gameplay of World stupid. War Z. It just doesn't look fun to me. I maintain. And we're you're gonna play the week. We're gonna play the game for like maybe a week. We'll maybe. play through the entire game for maybe. sure. Maybe we will play through the entire. Game. I almost doubt I'll it. I'll prove it on stream. It's gonna be on the internet, and there's gonna be proof. And uh, anyway, it's super fun, and I love it. And you guys should come watch me play it because it's so fun. But instead, I just went out so and bought fun. Modern Warfare. So on accident, it was kind of on accident. Oh, that was just a joke. It was a joke. Okay, because Seth was saying that you can act. You can literally accidentally buy the game. Oh, really? Like the like there's. Uh, I think Taylor was saying that they made it on the A Hole Design subreddit. Have you seen the subreddit before? No. Oh, it's a great subreddit. R slash asshole design. Okay. Uh, it, it's really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, he said it made it on there because you could like accidentally buy, I don't know, the game or like a pack or something with like one click. Uh, Interesting. And so, yeah. No, I um, I actually had a friend that I was playing with and they were like, if you buy the game, I'll buy $20 of it right now. And I was like, okay. So yeah. he paid so he, $20. He better me game. 20 bucks. Cool. And so I have the game now. So playing Warzone. It's a lot of fun. Warzone is super fun. It's good. That said, World War Z is more fun than War- Warzone. True. Yep. True facts. Uh, I'm going to post a vote in the uh, in the Discord. After we post this episode, I'm going to post a vote in the Discord and vote for, if you, only if you've played both games, vote for if World War Z is more fun or Warzone is more fun and prove that Chris is, in fact, Here's stupid. the thing, though. If you bought world war z then you probably like that kind of game and then if you play through the whole thing then you probably really like that kind of game so then you're probably gonna say world war z is better maybe but maybe not i would never buy it because i would never be like i want world, that. world war z is free so it, it, your argument doesn't hold i there's been so many free games <laughs> Was that free. like you missed it yeah there's been so many free games that ryan posts like hey get this game it's free i've never gotten them i've never missed out i have because we never play them never not claimed a free game that i knew about like <laughs> I claimed I claimed Minecraft. Minecraft I just claimed them all. became free for the Windows edition. I claimed that even though I'll never play it. But. Because why not? All you gotta do is log into the service and say yes, and then it's yours if you ever want to play it. It's yeah. great. I have a huge library of mostly free games. No, it's true. It is you may as well claim it if it's free, but Yeah. But you just, didn't. No. I, and I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I do not like that game. We'll see. I've never played the game, but anyway, just goodbye.